Welcome to Golf Cask. In our new sit-down interview series called Whiskey Made Me Say It, we will interview the most interesting and humorous golfers, whiskey makers, and enthusiasts and enjoy their perspective on life. Sit back and enjoy Whiskey Made Me Say It. Hey there, Golf Cast Nation. This is Brian Bailey here today, and I am bringing a special guest in today, kind of in our distiller series, Whiskey Made Me Say It. Uh, We have Jason coming in from JH Bards. Jason, how are you today? And uh, let's just kind of jump in there and give us a little idea of who JH Bards is and how it came about. Yeah, happy to do it. Thanks, Brian. Glad to be here and and appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk about whiskey. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. yeah, we, we we started JH Bards, we being myself and my partner, Jason Hudson, uh, we started right at three years ago. Um, if you remember, you know, there's a little thing called COVID at that point. We we saw COVID as an opportunity to to do bigger and better things than what we were doing. My, my partner is a, a career bartender, bar manager. I'm a banker. So both of us were kind of looking for other outlets to, to uh, fill up our time and we realized that around the New River Valley of Virginia, there wasn't a lot of, of whiskey opportunity. So uh, we we decided to start a distillery. It, it kind of was born out of a, a whiskey club that we started back in 2017. Um, just got a bunch of guys together who enjoy drinking whiskey. And, and Jason kind of, the other Jason, obviously, kind of talked to us about whiskey. And we'd, we'd sit around and, and sample and figure out what we liked and what we didn't like. And that kind of grew into what is now J.H. Barnes and J.H. is my initials and, and also his initials. So Jason Hardy and Jason Hudson. And then Barnes is is a, a playoff of the, the name of the whiskey club that we founded, the Bourbon and Rye Drinking Society of the New River Valley. So J.H. Barnes was kind of an easy, easy title for us. No, and, and I think I think that's a really interesting name and in, in the fact that you tied in kind of your your origin story of hey we were just a bunch of guys just enjoying whiskey and then kind of had this idea of hey why don't we do it ourselves so i think that's inside of uh naming a company wise that's a pretty good one thanks yeah it, it, was, it was an easy one for us we we played around with a couple of different things but you know we we feel like we had a pretty good story so why not play off of that no no i agree and so i think what's Again, uh, I went to Blacksburg. I was I went to Virginia Tech, graduated in 95. Um, I actually student taught in Pulaski County, so I, I know that area well. Kind of explain to me why you decided to kind of keep it in Pulaski and maybe not move it to a, a bigger city or something where it might have a little easier footprint in the, in the startup. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, when we started off in, in, in really the height of COVID, the, the fear was that um, – you know, it seems like a strange, it seems strange to say it, but I'll say it anyway. The, the, the fear was that we were going to have too many people coming in. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't want to turn people away necessarily. So we looked for an opportunity to open in a place that wasn't quite as populated as say a Roanoke or, you know, even more like a Charlottesville or Lynchburg. We, we wanted a place that was a little more rural, a place where we could get some good feedback from some good whiskey drinkers that, that sought us out. And Pulaski has been just a, a wonderful place to start a business. They're they're very easy to work with. They're very understanding. They are there for you every step of the way. And they've got this this gem of a building called the Innovation Center that's in Fairlawn near the River Course um, that is an incubator. It's, it's a small business incubator. So 
we were able to rent just over 1800 square feet to, to put all of our operations in one place in um, do so in a very unobstructed way in terms of regulation and, and oversight and, and you know it, it, it the level of restriction was so low that it, it really seemed like a partnership and so we, we very much valued yeah. Pulaski County and helping us get started. No, I think that's awesome. And, and again, uh, keeping it in your hometown again, just, just adds to that, that the, the story. And, and, uh, I love the fact of all the, you know, the, the craft whiskey makers now, they're all kind of finding their little niche. And like I said, Southwest Virginia is, is in need of niches. So I think that's awesome that you guys decided to stay out on that side of the, outside of the state. Um, you know, when, when, you know, kind of the big thing now is grain to glass things along that lines. How do you kind of tie in locally what Pulaski County and Southwest Virginia has to offer inside of your whiskey making? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. And we, we get this a lot. And, you, you know, the interesting part about our, our origin is that we, we started off thinking that from day one, we're going to invest, you know, a quarter of a million dollars in a still and just just really have to go out and find local farmers that would give us the corn and the the wheat and the rye and so forth to to be able to go grain to glass day one. Um, with that, of course, if you're doing bourbon, which is is something that we were very passionate about, we're, we're going to do bourbon. It's the quintessential American spirit, yeah. right? So to do that, that gives us a two to four year waiting period once we even start distilling. Um, as we were going through our research and figuring out exactly what our business plan was going to look like and how we were going to start, we came across some folks in Southwestern Virginia who are actually contract distillers. So it gives us the ability, you know, they're, they're an hour south of us, uh, which makes them local as far as I'm concerned. We can get down there and back, you know, before lunchtime. That uh, they're they're great to work with. They they give us the opportunity to go down and sample barrels and and you know put together blends that that we feel like are indicative of of what our passion is. And we use the word approachable probably way too much you know we want our whiskey to be uh, approachable from the from the perspective that if you're a brand new whiskey drinker you're going to pick it up and you're not going to be turned off by an, an ultra high proof or too much corn too much rye um, we don't want to beat you over the head with 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 the experience we, we want it to be a nice easy transition into something that uh, that we think you know is, is a valuable part of our society and, and something that brings friends together Flip side of that is we also want it to be, you know, while approachable, we want it to be challenging. So if you're an ex- if you are an experienced whiskey drinker, we want it to give you some depth of flavor. We want you to to really enjoy the experience. So finding that balance um, has, has been a goal of ours from day one. We were very excited to find that the distiller that's close to us because everything except malted barley that goes into all of our spirits is sourced locally in Southwest Virginia, and that's that's just of top importance to us. Um, down to the water, you know, you, you go to Kentucky and, and every distillery you go to in Kentucky talks about their, their limestone aquifer. And once we found out that the, the that same aquifer exists under the soil in Southwest Virginia, it, it just, it really hit home that, that we've got, we're onto something here uh, and we can really talk about the local, the local thing. So we, we need to keep it that way. Yeah. I love it again, you know, having a, a little taste of Southwest Virginia and every sip is, is really cool. Uh, I do have a, I did secure this at the beginning of the year. This is your high rye. Uh, I started in Irish whiskey. So how I ended up becoming a rye guy, I don't know. Um, again, you talk about approachable being nice. Irish's was kind of my gateway into whiskey, but I have come to find 
that I'm a huge Rye fan. And for your Rye being six years, kind of on the younger side, again, it does give you that depth of flavor. It does give you a little complexity throughout, and it does give you enough front end sweetness and friendliness where when the bite kicks in in the back, it, it's actually welcomed. And so I'm a, for, for a young rye, this is, uh, I bought two bottles and I'm down to my last. Um, I really, really enjoy your product. I mean, the, the, the toasted rye is, for me, is a, is a go-to Virginia whiskey. If you haven't tried it, it's hard to get a hold of, but if you do find it, uh, I really encourage you to, uh, to give it a shot. Yeah, I, I appreciate um, that. I, I noticed that good-looking bottle back there, and uh, if I can brag for just a second, we did send the, the latest iteration. That's the that's the we bought six barrels of of a of a, a higher rye, a ninety-five percent rye, right as we got started, yeah. and they're releasing them periodically. That's the the fourth out of the six barrels, and we just released the fifth barrel of the six barrels, and and that one we sent off to the best of the South competition down in Charleston, came back with a gold medal and best in the state award. We we just found that out nice. of, uh, about actually. We could go today, as a matter of fact. Congratulations. Thank you. Very excited about it. Very humble. <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely going to have to make a trip up to Blacksburg now, and I'm going to have to swing by so I can get the new, uh, better version, and the fancier version of, of, the, of the toasted. Uh, I think, and again, I think what's really cool, when I was doing research on y'all, uh, your tasting room was actually kind of, the wood is from an old barn, and, and how is Jason's influence uh, on the kind of the, the service industry side, kind of bridge that gap from distilling to the experience of the, the, the whiskey fan coming in and, and ha- tasting a flight and having cocktails. How, how does that all work? Yeah, well, we talk all the time about our, uh, a Venn diagram really being kind of ideal, you know, with him being in the service industry for so long and me being on the financial services side, you know, we approach how we, how we, look at the company and how we manage the company in completely different, but nicely offsetting ways, right? He, he's kind of our experiential manager. He, he welcomes people in the tasting room. More often than not, we don't have a lot of employees. We've got a one person that does sales for us and then one person that helps us out in the, in the tasting room. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still very much a small business. But yeah, his, his experience with, with cocktail development and, and he's a, a former executive chef and a sommelier. So he, he understands the flavor side of the house very well. Um, and that's evident in his cocktails that he makes. You know, we, we've got two or three cocktails that stay on all the time, our old fashioned being one of them, and then our mule being the other. Um, and he creates all of this, the, the mixes that go into those cocktails in-house himself. So other than the raw materials that we, that we go buy from the local, um, the local market, He's, he's putting all this together in a way that makes it just even a banker can sit there and make a cocktail. It's, it's a very simple process that he's, that he's crafted. So um, having that experience in our tasting room has been great. And, and you alluded to the, the barn, the wood in the barn, and you're exactly right. We, we sourced a, a barn that was falling down on a piece of property near my house. I, I know the owner of the property, so I reached out to that individual and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would love to use that barn as a, you know, as a tasting room within our distillery. What do you think about that? And, and he said, I didn't even know I had the barn. You're absolutely welcome to it. Just you know, go, go grab it. So over yeah. several weekends in the, in the freezing cold and snow and ice, we went over there and, uh, you know, disassembled a barn and schlepped it over to Fairlawn and reassembled it as our tasting room within that 1800 square feet that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think, again, I think just the, kind of the visual from that it's just it looks spectacular like 
you know, again, it, 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 it takes you somewhere different than you are when you walk in. So I think that, that, that to me is, is really interesting. Um, kind of, you know, being a golf coach and, and understanding kind of the traditions and, and the history of golf, uh, I found that whiskey and golf parallels, they've had ebbs and flows of, of you know, peak enjoyment to um, flows where it almost kind of left the earth um, from different, from different aspects. Um, so I think, you know, like I said, kind of what drawed me in all of this golf cask and everything was the fact of, you know, how whiskey and golf kind of mirror each other. There's a lot of craftsmanship artistry in both. Um, you know, as a golfer, you have to be very skilled at a lot of things to be a good golfer, but you also have to have a little creativity and be willing to accept what's happening. You can't control everything. I think whiskey making's kind of the same. It, there's a lot of skill and technique and a lot of new technology to help you, but there's still kind of some of those old traditions. So how do you all kind of mirror or, or merge the tradition and the history of whiskey with some of the newer technologies? And I would say on top of that, if we were on the golf course this afternoon, it's actually decent here in Charlottesville, about 50, what whiskey would pair really well on the golf course that J.H. Bards produces? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, in, in listening to your question, the, the word that kept coming to my head was balance, right? You, you, you've got to have great balance to, to, in, in your golf swing. You, if you're too far over one foot, then obviously, you know, bad things happen with the, with the flight of the ball. And in the whiskey side, we, we look for balance as well, you know, balance between sweetness and, and bitterness and balance between the, the the amount of time that you age something. And, you know, there is, there's science, but there's art. And, and I think it's, it's all about finding the balance between the two. You know, I, I play golf, not very well, love to play, you know, wish I had more time to do it. Obviously I think probably like most of your listeners, but when I'm on the course, you know, I, I, I take our rye out there. I, I you know, being, it sounds a little weird to say, but being in the grass and, you know, drinking a, a, a rye product. I, I've been a rye guy for quite a while now. And um, I just, it's a, from start to finish, the, the bitterness on your tongue, the, the, the spicy bite on, you know, different regions of your tongue, the, the drying factor afterwards, the, the long finish, you know, our, our two year weeded rye that, that we have on the shelf all the time is my go-to yeah. for sure. Nice. Nice. And yeah, I, I, I agree. I think especially this time of year, a rye on the golf course, you can't go wrong. Try to keep you a little warm. But again, I, I can't argue with you at any, at any of that. And then, uh, yeah, and it, it was really fun. I, so we're trying to create some golf whiskey experiences. And we did one here in Charlottesville that went really well. But uh, we went and I went and site mapped Ireland. So I was in Ireland for six straight days playing golf, going to different distilleries each day. And, and, well, and again, well we talk about that. Yeah, I know what I do for the audience is just, and my wife just shakes her head. But, <laughs> but you know, I, it was really because we went, we went completely industrial. We started at a um, Bushmill, you know, as big of a whiskey company as they're in the world. Very industrial, very, you know, this is what we do. We make great whiskey and enjoy. And then we went, and then we went to the kind of the western part of the state, or yeah, the western part of the state. And Donegal, and there's a couple startup, kind of like you. One company's been around for about three years. Another one's been around about seven. More of the craft sides and just kind of seeing the, the craftsmanship and the artistry. And, you know, they're more fly-by-wire, just trying to make it work where 
like I said, the, the Bushmill was just like, man, this baby just flows. We hit this button and it just goes. Right. So I, I, I really appreciate, you know, kind of that where people stand inside of the, you know, inside of your arc. So thinking of your arc, where you started, where you are now, what are some of your grand goals? Where, where do you see JH Bards going in the future? Yeah, that, that's that's an easy question to answer at this point, honestly. You know, our, our goal is to, um, has been and always will be to produce great whiskeys here in the in the New River Valley of Virginia. Um, you know, we, we, my partner and I both grew up here. We both moved away and, and moved our families back, respectively. So this is where we want to be. And, and, you know, for the forever future, as far as we're concerned, this is where we will be. Great climate. You know, the, 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 the fact that we have four seasons really lends itself to aging whiskey perfectly. We like to say sometimes we have four seasons in the same day, right? So lots of, lots of barrel expansion in and out, lots of wash with the whiskey. So it, it, it really, uh, it's a great place to, to have a distillery. Yeah. Short-term plans, you know, we, we moved to Fairlawn in Pulaski County knowing that it would be a, a great place to start. And it has been, like I said, they've been just insanely supportive and a, and a great partner from day one. The next step for our, our growth is a move uh, uh, over to Blacksburg. I mean, that's, that's where both of us grew up. Both of us call it home now. We, we've got a, a lease signed on a, on a property in Blacksburg that we're, we're eager to move into. We're, we're working through the planning process right now, which, you know, uh, that and the, the licensing through ABC and the, and the federal TTV can, can be a little bit cumbersome, but we're waiting through that as we as we speak uh, and hope to have the, the formal announcement here in the next couple of weeks that, that we're licensed up and, and ready to start construction and hopefully open, you know, April, May of this year. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, the running joke in, when I was in school at Blacksburg, if you, if you want the weather to change, just wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, in Blacksburg, it changes in a hurry. <laughs> it does, hurry. You're exactly right. So, you know, like, like for me, I would say I'm a, a beginner slash intermediate whiskey drinker. I'm an advanced golfer, um, but I'm, I'm on the newer side of the whiskey because, again, it was kind of my journey started really in COVID. Actually, Brown Derby was my first cocktail with a whiskey because I never thought about whiskeys and cocktails. So I had a Brown Derby and it, it kind of changed uh, my perspective of, of whiskey. And that, that's kind of where I started. But so, again, I'm. I'm I'm still in the newer process for, for the newer whiskey drinkers out there. When they come to uh, a tasting in JH Bards, what are some of the keynotes that you guys like to focus in on as they're trying to unlock their, their ability to enjoy whiskey? Sure. Yeah. So if, if you come visit us, yeah, I, I think our goal, number one, is to make sure you have a great time. You know, the, the experience is what we're, what we're looking for. And, um, yeah, I think the best way to do that is to make sure that what we understand what your comfort level is with whiskey. Um, we run into a lot of people who's, who's, and we use this all the time, but their their most recent whiskey experience might have been just putting an airplane bottle of Jim Beam down as quick as they can before they walk into Lane Stadium, right? That that's probably yeah. not too far off. That was my that was my that was my understanding of whiskey most of my life. Yep, there you go. It's 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 more common than you might think. We we run into it quite a bit. So. <laughs> You know, our goal, I think, is to take those people, you know, figure out how much we need to hold their hands and teach them the proper way to enjoy whiskey from getting the good nose, understanding what to expect, you know, whether it be a bourbon, a rye, 
another type of blend. Uh, what to expect as you're getting ready to, to drink whiskey, not just to, you know, throw back a shot, just to, just to get to the result, right? It's, it's the journey. And so we, we preach the journey. So yeah, when you come in, our, our goal is to, is to do kind of a, uh, you might not under, realize that you're being assessed, but we do a little bit of assessment on you. We, we ask you some questions and find out what you like to drink, what, what you, you know, what environments you like to, to socialize and drink in. Um, and then we kind of tailor our experience and our discussion with you around that, your expectation. Uh, so it's really different for everybody, just depending on on our interpretation of, of where you are with your with your whiskey experience. No, I think it's a good way to go. And yeah, I, I would say my intention when I first discovered whiskey was completely different than my intention to what I want out of whiskey nowadays. Like sitting down and enjoying a dram opposed to Lane Stadium, I can't bring this in, so we need to finish this right now in front of the the gates. Completely different atmosphere, and I, I completely understand that. So I think, you know, that, that kind of covered our, 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 our what we call our front nine. It's kind of a, a get-to-know the distillery, get-to-know-you-all a little bit better. Always, we always have three bonus questions kind of at the end, a little more fun. So favorite J.H. Bard's cocktail? And so if I was going to go take a sitting this weekend, what would be my go-to cocktail, especially maybe even if something in the Christmas time? selection that maybe that's not normally there yeah fair enough i'm going to take the political approach on this and i'm going to answer it very loosely i'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw two at you all right i don't think you should come to our tasting room without trying our old-fashioned I, I think it's a it is quite possibly the perfectly we talked about balance earlier it's quite possibly the, the perfectly balanced cocktail between sweetness and, and having a nice boozy boozy forward uh, nose on it so uh Again, Hudson makes those the, the the mix for that in in house, right down to the bitters. He he crafts his own bitters yeah. to go into the to the sweetness that that he puts in the old fashioned. So we also put a nice little. Some of our friends gave us a an ice stamp. So the the big rock that goes in your old fashioned will have a an ice stamp in it with some some frozen cherry juice of our logo uh, on that ice cube. So it, it kind of lends to a nice, nice. experience. Um, nice. My favorite cocktail. Uh, has become the Sazerac and, and we do a great take on the a, a famous cocktail from New Orleans uh, the Sazerac we use our two-year weeded rye house-made simple syrup and do use some Peychaud's bitters and then then our house-made uh, aromatic bitters as well nice little flamed orange peel at the end just really just it's just a fantastic cocktail and a nice slow sipper which is what I enjoy yeah, I enjoy a good Sazerac. I, I agree with you there. All right, so this would be, now I'm going to force you outside of J.H. Bard's line. If, what would be your favorite whiskey? And again, it can be a whiskey you've always wanted to try, your go-to, but what would be a whiskey outside of your wonderful line that you would grab? And what activity or what life experience would be going on? Is there a campfire? Is it hiking in the mountains? Is it a football game? So, so what is your go-to whiskey and what environment do you enjoy that the most in? Yeah. Yeah. Love that question. Um, I'm going to throw two at you again. Sorry. I can't narrow it down to one. I'm, That's fine. I'm a little more general than that, I suppose, but I, I would say hard to find whiskey favorite is an easy one for me. That's the, the Michter's toasted barrel rye. It was the inspiration for what's just right next to your right elbow right there. It's a, yep. 
Um, it's just a fantastic whiskey. And, and I've tried the toasted barrel sour mash and the toasted barrel bourbon as well. But for me, it's, it's rye all day long. And um, if I can find that bottle at a reasonable price, or if, if people know me really well and find it and know that Christmas is coming up, then uh, it's a shameless plug there, right? Um, that's yeah, right. That, that's, I will that's not what turn I it down. And that's what I want in my glass. <laughs> right, right. Um, in terms of, of everyday whiskey and, you know, the, I think the first glass, if I'm going to my whiskey cabinet and, you know, it's, it's been the end of the day and I'm, I'm maybe a little tired, want to keep my feet up. I, I love a, right here in Virginia, I love the Isaac Bowman port barrel finish bourbon that the Bowman brothers does. I think it's just a fantastic, I know it won best whiskey in the universe a couple of years ago. Um, just a, just a great whiskey. They, they've got a great base grain whiskey. Um, and then to have it finished in the port barrels that I know they import from Portugal, I, I it just, it's just a great whiskey and I'll, I'll reach for that every day if I can find one. No, I agree. I, it's amazing how Bowman's is, They've really, over the last decade, how much their trajectory has changed. As in, mm -hmm. like when I was in college, Bowman's was Bowman's, but now Bowman's right. is like Bowman's. Right. <laughs> so it, it's beautiful to see how their their trajectory as a company has really changed as well. And then uh, I think the final thing would be throughout this kind of question, what question would you wish I have asked you? Like, what did I not hit that you really want to get out there to the people? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I have enjoyed our conversation, and I, I, I think the the questions have been great. I, I think if, if you know, if there's one thing that I that would want everybody to know is that we we really pride ourselves in trying to get around the state to different festivals. We we want to be a, a statewide presence. We're not in ABC stores yet, and that's a very conscious decision on our part. So to offset that, we've we've gone to Fredericksburg and Charlottesville and Richmond, and you know, several places around the state. Uh, to try to meet people and tell our story and share our whiskey and yeah, and entertain folks that way. Um, we'll be just north of Ashland the second weekend in January at the Virginia Fly Fishing Festival. So if, if any of you are around that area, I think it's the 12th and 13th or 13th and 14th, we'll, the, the Saturday and Sunday, we'll, we'll be there both days all day. So if, if you're in that area, please come see us, say hello. Say you, you saw us on, on this show here. That would be really cool to hear. Um, but but yeah, we, we just we, we're looking forward to getting around the state and, and meeting more folks and, and just continuing to tell our story. No, that's awesome. And uh, this summer, I guess, is your event schedule starting to fill out? Where where can they, you know, where can the masses go find out event wise where you're going to be? Where can they come and visit you for a tasting as well as find you on the, the Internet? Yeah, so we're, we're, we have a website, jhbards.com. Not, not very creative there, but we're also on Facebook and Instagram. So just right. follow us on, on both of those socials. That would be great. We, we do our best to announce where we're going to be and when. Um, look for us in Fredericksburg. We, we've, we've done several events in, at the, fair, uh, sorry, in the fairgrounds in Fredericksburg. Um, and then also look up the Virginia Spirits Expo. We, we support them when we can. They're, they do a, a great show. Uh, four or five times a year. So we'll, we'll do as many of those events as we possibly can. We, we try to hustle, you know, that that's, that's been the goal yeah. out of the gate is that we're, we're, we're not going to be outworked. And so if there is a whiskey festival in the state and, and we're able to do it, we're, we're going to be there. That's awesome. And, and again, I encourage all of you that again, uh, find them at festivals or make a wonderful trip to uh, Southwest Virginia and, and visit them. 
I've, I've really enjoyed their bourbons, but like I said, their rye to me blew it out of the park. So, uh, firm, you know, I'm a firm believer. I, I love a good spirit and uh, I only go after companies of, of companies, you know, whiskey producers that I really enjoy their product. And, and you guys are definitely one of those. So I want to thank you for your time for joining us here in Golf Cask. Uh, we look forward, like I said, to, I, my goal is to be come out and see you when the weather gets better. We're going to try to play, bring a bring a little group out and we'll play maybe the river course and then swing over and do a tasting and hang out with y'all and, and maybe shoot some footage while we're there. And of course, I, I understand you are a golfer. So if you want to join us out on the links, um, you know, the, the beauty of our little group is half of them are golfers and half of them are whiskey drinkers. And then we kind of put them together and it's, it's quite a hodgepodge of talents. Uh, and then, of course, we always slide out a, a flask or two and do some tastings out on the golf course as well. But, but I'll, I'll reach out to you as, as those dates get closer and we'll figure out when we can come visit you. That sounds great. We'll look forward to that. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much. And golf cast members, make sure you go friend them on Instagram, Facebook, and track them throughout the state and enjoy their hard work, craftsmanship, and wonderful whiskeys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brian. This has been a Fuel production.